Hey, this is Pastor Brian uh, joining you for the Edgewood 4G podcast. Uh, 4G stand for Gather, Grow, Give, and Go with the Gospel, all for the glory of God. Pastor Kyle normally joins me uh, for these. I asked if I could do this podcast because I want to spend some time honoring our vets. Uh, Saturday, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. This coming Saturday is Veterans Day. Romans 13.7 says, Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. Kavad is the Hebrew word for honor, and it literally means a heavy weight. It implies that we assign the greatest possible weight to a person in terms of respect by holding them in high regard. To honor someone is to consider them to be weighty or heavy, to esteem them as precious, as valuable. On the other hand, to dishonor means to treat someone, well, as if they were light or insignificant. To honor is to treat with distinction. To dishonor is to treat someone like dirt. I like this definition from the Dictionary of Biblical Imagery. To show honor entails an affective side, that means a feeling of respect or reverence, and a set of outward manifestations such as gestures, bowing before or being attentive, or actions conferring titles or privileges. All these ways of showing honor elevate the person that is honored. So we're to show honor in both our attitudes and in our actions, To honor is to elevate and to esteem and to live that out in experience. Now, certainly our minds go to honor God. We consider him weighty, heavy, because he is. We're also called to honor our parents. I had the honor of being raised by a man of honor. My dad served in the United States Army and was stationed at Warner Barracks in Bamberg, Germany from 1955 through 1957. This past weekend, my dad, along with 87 other heroes, received the honor of traveling to Washington, D.C. as part of the Badger Honor Flight, and I had the privilege of serving as his guardian on the trip. We flew out of Madison, Wisconsin. We visited Arlington National Cemetery. We witnessed the changing of the guard. Uh, We were at the Marine Corps Memorial, the Korean War Memorial, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, the World War II Memorial, the FDR Memorial, and lastly at the 9-11 Memorial at the Pentagon. Unfortunately, many vets have not received the honor they are due, especially those who served in Vietnam. 
But I'm thankful for the efforts of the honor flights, which operate out of 126 hubs. The Quad Cities is one of those in 46 states. And to date, nearly one quarter of a million vets have been honored in this way. I do also want to mention my gratefulness for the service of my father-in-law, Frank, who served as a doctor in the U.S. Army. He was stationed in Japan. And to our son-in-law, Jamie, who served as a member of the Marine Band in Japan and at Quantico when he served with the United States Marines for four years. The honor of honoring of my dad started the day before. When my wife, Beth, two of our daughters, Becca and Megan, one son-in-law, Lucas, three grandchildren, Dean, Ren, and Mac, my four sisters, Kathy, Jean, Mary, and Beth, other family members and friends, well, we all gathered at Mission Barbecue in Madison for lunch. You see, I had arranged to have my dad's army picture put up on the wall at this restaurant. Little backstory, uh, several weeks ago, we were out in Virginia and went to a mission barbecue, and I asked the manager what the story is behind all the pictures on the wall. I didn't know if those were just generic pictures, and she said, no, those are actual vets. And I said, well, if I emailed you a picture of my dad, would you put it up on the wall? She said, sure. So I did. So my dad's picture is up on the wall at a mission barbecue in Virginia. Before I left, I just inquired. I said, hey, if I sent an email with my dad's picture to the manager at the Mission Barbecue in Madison, Wisconsin, would that manager put his picture up on the wall? She said, absolutely. So I did that, and his picture's up on the wall. Well, my dad had no idea why I wanted us all to meet there on Friday. His only question was whether they had good brisket. The answer to that is yes. Well, when we all arrived, we got there about 1130, and that was on purpose because at noon, they play the national anthem and everybody stands up and faces this huge American flag. So we're in this line. I went first and I ordered my dad's lunch. We both had brisket. Uh, When I went to pay, the manager at Mission Barbecue actually paid for me and my dad. I gave my dad a cup uh, so he could fill up uh, his drink. And then I said, Dad, why don't you go sit over there? Well, it was a corner booth. And (laughs) he said, you telling me to go sit in the corner? And I said, yes. You see, his picture was on the wall right behind his head. And I knew he'd start looking around, and he looked around, and he saw his picture, and he pointed to it. I have a video of that. And then he'd look around the restaurant and point to his picture again. And then we all sat down. There were probably 15 of us there. We took up a lot of the restaurant, and we just celebrated my dad. And then at noon, when they played the national anthem, my dad, well, it seemed like he was undone. It was such a special moment. So that's certainly one highlight. Uh, Started on Friday, even before we went to Washington, D.C. So we got up at 2.30 in the morning on Saturday. Actually, that's when I got up. 
because when I saw my dad, I teased him. I said, about time you get up. And he said, I've been up all night. (laughs) He was so excited he couldn't sleep. Uh, Several highlights. Uh, We um, jumped on the plane with 80, I think there were 88 vets in total and guardians. And they brought doctors and physical therapists, respiratory therapists, wheelchairs. They were prepared for anything. Uh, one, one highlight, though, is when we went to the Lincoln Memorial, which is right in the same area as the Vietnam Wall and the Korean Memorial, two of our daughters showed up in the middle of Washington, D.C., Emily and Lydia, who both live in Virginia, along with their husbands, Matt and Jamie, and their children, our grandchildren, my dad's great-grandchildren, Pip, Ezra, Simeon, and Ruby, surprised my dad by coming up in front of the Lincoln Memorial. He was flabbergasted and thrilled. We spent about an hour together looking at those three memorials. So over Friday and Saturday, my wife, Beth, all four of our daughters, sons-in-law, all seven grandchildren, my sisters and their husbands and some of their children were able to honor my dad. When we got off the plane in Washington, D.C., my dad was emotionally ambushed by the reception he received. He wasn't expecting it, and I could tell it meant a lot to him. Another highlight is when we were walking by the Vietnam Memorial Wall, a young boy, maybe seven years old, he looked to be Vietnamese. And he came up and he thanked all the veterans for what they did on behalf of his country. Another very moving moment was the changing of the guard. We found out, I was watching my dad and he had an expression on his face I hadn't seen before. And so I was observing him and took some pictures as he was watching the changing of the guard. And I found out that his brother, Bob, was one of the sentinels. That's what they call the military guards, the tomb guards, 70 years ago. And my dad, when he was a teenager, went out to Washington, D.C. with his parents to watch his brother, Bob, And my dad told me that the ceremony is exactly as he remembered it. My dad was overcome with emotion at this experience. My dad was very moved by all the monuments and the memorials, and he marveled at the attention to detail. On the way back from Washington, D.C., someone, one of the volunteers with the Badger Honor Flight, Uh, grabbed the microphone and loudly said these words, mail call. And all the vets received packets of mail, letters and cards. Well, I had arranged, I contacted a number of people and they wrote letters and cards to my dad. My dad spent that entire flight from D.C. to Madison opening letters and cards And from what I could tell from looking around, I think my dad got more than anyone else. He was still opening cards as the plane was descending uh, for our landing. And the other vets, at least the ones around us, had already finished looking at theirs. By the way, let me just give a shout out. Many 
uh, Edgewood members who have never met my dad wrote cards and letters to my dad. And he would look over at me and he'd say, who's this? And I said, it was an Edgewood member. And he just smiled. He said, another one? (laughs) It meant a lot. So thank you if you did that. And then when we arrived back at the airport in Madison, um, oh, that was moving. There were uh, active duty personnel um, dressed in military uniforms who greeted these vets, escorted them down the escalator to, there were, we're told, 3,000 people at the airport waving flags, cheering, holding up banners as these active duty personnel escorted these vets through this crowd of supporters. It was a very moving experience for my dad and for me. And probably a hundred yards down this walkway, we saw my dad's family, my four sisters, my beautiful wife, Beth, other family members were there and friends of my dad greeting him and celebrating him. I thought I would read a letter that I wrote to my dad. Dad, since I've always looked up to you and want to be like you, I thought I'd list 40 qualities that you have that I aspire to. Number one, you are hardworking. Number two, respectful. Number three, courageous. Number four, sincere. Number five, funny. Number six, quiet servant. Number seven, sacrificial. Number eight, generous. Number nine, handy. I'm still waiting for that one to be passed down. Number 10, loyal. Number 11, consistent. Number 12, kind. Number 13, patriotic. Number 14, observant. Number 15, peaceful. Number 16, low maintenance. You're very easy to be around, Dad. Number 17, a good neighbor. Number 18, likable. Number 19, committed to your family. Number 20, hunter. 21, fisherman. 22, good listener. 23, creative. 24, thoughtful. 25, devoted. 26, warm. 27, smart. Number 28, adventurous. Number 29, quick-witted. Number 30, reliable. Number 31, thankful. 32, strong. 33, calm. 34, unique. 35, jovial. 36, early riser. You've passed that on to me for sure. Thanks a lot. (laughs) And 37, ambitious. 38, willing to help. 39, gracious. And number 40, authentic. Dad, I also admire how you took care of mom in the last couple years of her life, even though it had to be harder than anyone else knew. It's a tremendous honor to have your name as my middle name and to be invited to go on the honor flight with you. Thanks for being my dad. Love, Brian. And in parentheses, I put Buckshot. (laughs) That's my nickname. 
Well, seeing the Vietnam Memorial brought back a memory I have of reading something Edgewood member Beth Cullett wrote, and I have her permission to share that here. This is from Beth Cullett, married to Pastor Dan Cullett. Beth writes, I was born about halfway through the Vietnam War, so I don't remember the protests or the extensive news coverage. I didn't personally know anyone who served or died in Vietnam. My family members in uniform had already served in World War II or were yet to serve in places like Iraq and Afghanistan. But I still want to remember. The names on that wall represent living, breathing people who were scared and far from home when their lives were cut short. Vietnam may have been a costly mistake, Or it may have been our duty to help an oppressed nation. Whichever side you're on doesn't change the fact that these names, these people, deserve to be remembered. And the ones who came home deserve to be thanked. Because a cold, hard fact of life is that war is both ugly and inevitable. If we want to spend our days streaming Netflix and going to baseball games and complaining about our government, then someone has to be out there protecting what we have. My husband, Pastor Dan, served in Desert Storm. When he came home, he was greeted with an outpouring of love and support from crowds of people we had never met. So to those whose names are on the wall, I remember. And to those who came home with physical and or emotional scars, the rest of us will never understand. Thank you for your service. And thank you for coming home. Four years ago, I had the honor of leading in prayer uh, out at the Rock Island National Cemetery on the Arsenal. And the day was Vietnam Veterans Day. They had a memorial service there, and I was asked to lead in prayer, and I was so grateful and honored to be asked. And I'm so grateful for their sacrifice, and I'm saddened by how so many were mistreated when they returned home. I wonder, would you join me in praying this prayer and then thanking a vet today? And after I pray, I'll, I'll list 10 ways that we can honor vets Pray with me on this day that we honor veterans, this week as we approach Veterans Day, as we think of those who gave their lives in the Vietnam War. We also remember the 58,000 who didn't come home, the brave patriots who suffered as prisoners of war and those still missing in action. Jesus, you said in John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. We're grateful for those who have sacrificed their time, their strength, their ambition, their health, and even their lives to benefit those known and unknown. We thank you for their singular sacrifice for the good of so many. Many of our warriors carry scars in their hearts as well as on their bodies. Dark memories haunt their dreams at night. Fears cloud their waking hours. May your faithfulness be their shield that protects them from those terrors at night and from any arrows that fly during the day. 
We ask you to heal their tangible and intangible wounds. Some inflicted on the battlefield and other pain from disdain when they returned. Be their refuge and fortress, their God in whom they trust. You say in Psalm 34 that you are close to the brokenhearted and you're attentive to their cries. We ask you to be attentive to their affliction as you minister grace and mercy to those with broken hearts. Bless the families of soldiers who bear these pains vicariously. Give them patience and wisdom and strength to endure. Bring your peace in the midst of pain and your healing to so many who hurt in so many ways. May they find refuge under your wings. We honor all veterans and are grateful for their service and sacrifice. We ask you to return to them the favor of your blessing, a gift we on our own could never offer. May each one dwell in the shelter of the Most High and abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, give them a peace beyond the peace they fought to secure, a peace in their own hearts wrapped in the joy that comes only from the God of peace, who made peace with us by sending Jesus as the ultimate peacemaker. Jesus, on the cross, you bore our sorrows and our sins, our fears and our failures, and when we trust in you, we can exchange our wounds for your presence and peace, your forgiveness and your freedom. We thank you for the sacrifice you made by dying in our place and then rising from the dead, which makes it possible for those who believe and receive to have eternal life. We pray all this in Jesus' powerful name, the ultimate warrior. Amen. Well, since we're approaching Veterans Day, I think after my experience being around my dad, my hero, the vet in my life, that we should honor vets every day, not just on Veterans Day, but certainly on that day, and so I wrote down 10 ways for us to do that. Number one, when you see a vet, and by the way, a clue, you can often tell a vet by the hat they're wearing. Uh, many of them wear hats signifying where they served and what branch they served with. Make sure to thank them for their service. A simple thank you would suffice or... If you see someone in the military, active duty or a vet, having lunch, drinking coffee, pick up their tab. Number two, pray for and support those suffering with PTSD. There are many. Pray for those family members as well who are supporting and helping and caring for the veteran in their life. They went and fought a war for us. And many of them are still fighting that war in their heads, in their hearts, even in their bodies. Number three, invite a vet to speak to your child's school. Or if you're in a community organization, invite a vet to come and talk. Number four, when you see a community event, for veterans, could be a fundraiser, it could be a, an event where you know a lot of vets are going to be, go and thank them for their service. Number five, 
Uh, many of us have vets in our family. Uh, a lot of vets, uh, including my dad, don't talk a lot about their service. It's part of why they're honorable men and women. But if you ask questions and you're patient in listening to their answers, you will bless them. It'll give you a, a renewed sense of appreciation for the sacrifices that they've made. Number six, support a veteran-owned business. Uh, those are sometimes hard to find. Uh, sometimes you can find them online. Uh, and by the way, Mission Barbecue does have great brisket. And if you were to go and be there by noon on a weekday, I think they do it every day, you could be there for the singing of the national anthem. Uh, it's very moving. Number seven, here's an idea. Serve a vet by doing chores around his or her apartment or their house. Or bring a home-cooked meal or drop off a gift card to a restaurant and just say thank you for your service. Number eight, donate to a cause that supports veterans. And number nine and number 10, they kind of go together. Number nine, if you know a vet, encourage them to apply for the honor flight. A lot of vets I talk to, when I encourage them to go on the honor flight, they're, well, they're so humble. And many of them don't want to take the space of somebody else. And some of them don't think they deserve it. But if enough of us encourage them, pick up an application for them uh, and tell them that we really think that they would love it and be honored and respected, well, perhaps the vet in your life will actually apply and go. So number 10, uh, I'm going to do this, and I think Beth and I together will do this. The next time you hear about an honor flight returning to an airport near you, go and show your support when they return. It will give honor to these men and women of honor, some who've never been thanked for their service. And I believe the honor flight of the Quad Cities has two in the spring and two in the fall. I'm not exactly sure of that, but I do know Madison has three in the spring and three honor flights in the fall. Well, I close where I began with Romans chapter 13, verse 7. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Edgewood's 4G podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, I'd encourage you to leave a rating or even leave a comment. That helps others find it as it will go up higher in search results uh, and we can share this uh, resource with others. Uh, thanks for tuning in and until next time, uh, continue to pursue God with all that you have. Live on mission for his glory 
And for the good of those around you, do that by gathering with God's people, by growing in your faith, by giving what God has given to you, and by going with the gospel, first to our neighbors and then to the nations, all for the glory of God.